Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible author joining us, Eric Joseph. Eric, such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? I'm doing good, Dallas, and good to be here. Yeah. You said you're calling us from Connecticut. Is that right? That is correct. All right. And how long have you been in Connecticut? Um, oh, just about eight years. Moved eight from years. New York to Connecticut, yes. If we could start with something fun, what is something about Connecticut that you think I should know, someone who's never been to Connecticut? Well, for me, coming from New York, New York is very active, 24-7 mm-hmm. activities, groceries, vehicles, trains. But in Connecticut, it's more laid back and quiet. So it's more like family-oriented so we move back and forth to Connecticut every weekend. Um, we live in Connecticut, back and forth from New York to Connecticut. And for us, it's whenever you come to Connecticut, it, it feels calm and relaxing, at least in Manchester, where we live. That sounds a little bit better than New York, in my opinion, because I lived Absolutely. in Sao Paulo, Brazil, which is, I think, 22 million. That's a lot of people. Wow. And yes. so going a little bit a little bit quieter is, is a better orient for Absolutely. me, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, definitely I, I, love quiet, I love quiet. I love quiet. Yeah. All right. And so, Eric, you are an author. You have recently released a book called Saved But Struggling, Well But Wounded. And you have some other accolades as well. So if you could just tell us who you are, Eric, for our audience, and then we'll dive into the book itself after that. Okay. So again, again, great to be here on this show. Um, Again, I'm Eric. So I was actually born in Grenada, West Indies, uh, and came to the U.S. uh, over over like 30 years ago. Um, and so for me, the transition has been awesome in terms of it's a, a very tiny island to this huge, great country, the USA, where I was able to uh, go to school and get an education and be a licensed uh, counselor and be a pastor, of course. And so um, for me, um, I, I got saved at 12 years old, right, in the village in Grenada, um, invited to Sunday school. And so at the age of 12, after hearing about Jesus, I gave my life to Jesus. And so um, at the age of 16, I got baptized. And from then, I've been serving Jesus. Um, However, when I came to the U.S., um, I got married and then still, you know, serving the Lord and decided to go to school. But what happened was um, I met very special that night to the Saturday night. I was doing security in a bank. And I was going to school to study computer technology. But that Saturday night, I prayed and I said, God, I don't want to go to school for four years not doing what you have called me to do. Mm -hmm. And so 
I ask God, I say, Lord, I'm going to church tomorrow morning and please give me a word, give me a confirmation. What do you want me to do? And surprisingly enough, on that Sunday in church, there was a, a guest speaker that came in and she said something that, that changed the trajectory of my life. She said, there are some of you today who are, God is calling into full-time ministry and you need to make the move now. And I took that as an answer to my prayer. And so I moved out of the, the school before I even started the, the, the school of technology. I, I did some research, got some advice, and I ended up going to a school that studied, that, that taught about uh, psychology and, and theology. And that's why I ended up getting my bachelor's in psychology, majoring in religion. Wow. I want to go back a little bit to the beginning of your testimony. You said your home country and then coming to the U.S., what would you say are the differences in faith and theology between the two countries? Is there something that just stands out that's completely different for you? It's actually quite similar. Uh, the church that, that I attend is a church of God. So our headquarters is in Cleveland, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, so we have many branches throughout the Caribbean and the world. So it's just a matter of being from one country to the next. And so it has not been a challenge for me, except, again, it's a massive country, the USA, compared to our tiny island in Grenada, only like 100,000 people. But mm -hmm. it was an amazing experience to be here, and I love it here. Yeah, because for me, going from the U.S. church, the American church, to going to Brazil, I saw a little difference. You know, of course, there's a lot of similarities, but there are also differences that I was just like, wow, that is not the way that we do it in the States. It's not wrong, per se, but it's just different. And so I was just curious, your, your yeah. perspective from the other side, coming into the U.S., what that was like. So. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. And so going into your book, when did you release this book? So we released this about a month ago. Um, yes, it has been in the works for quite a while. A matter of fact, um, it was June a period of prayer and fasting, last January in a period of prayer and fasting, where uh, I was moved by God again to continue writing. Because this book started in 2011 after I completed graduate school. Wow. Where I felt moved to write a book concerning Christians and and the importance of, of counseling, and um, so it took me a good, another ten years to get to the point where I am today. Yeah, and I love this title, "Saved but Struggling, Well but Wounded." I think this kind of sums up our our Christian faith at times, right? I'm saved, yes. I'm going to get there, but man, I am I struggling, and I'm doing Absolutely. well, but I'm a little wounded. And so, yes. just talk about the title. Where did that come from, and how does that play into the book? Absolutely. So I've been pastoring for over 21 years and I've seen just about every kind of issue in, in the lives of Christian and believers and those who are pastors, mm -hmm. right? And so the idea of save but struggling, you now I look at it a little bit from an external perspective, right? There might be Christian that who you know, okay, um, it seems that people can see, okay, they're, they're aggressive, Mm -hmm. They're angry. They tend to um, have, you know, jump from jobs to jobs, have financial struggles. Um, they're in and out of relationships. Don't seem to be able to settle, you know, in romantic relationships. So all those things happening. So people can see them. So they, they say, but they struggle in those areas. Now, mm -hmm. on, the, on the flip side, the idea of well but wounded. Now, for the person that is not on the outside, everything looks fine. Right, they 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 dress nice on a Sunday morning to come to church. They have a nice job, stable job, nice car, nice apartment, nice house. But 
what we can see behind the scenes is that at nighttime, they're unable to sleep. They, mm -hmm. They're depressed, they're anxious, they have anxiety issues. Maybe they are sexually abused or, or, or physically abused in their homes, but no one sees that. So on the outside, they look well, but on the inside, internally, they are wounded from trauma of the past that no one knows. Wow. We, we've had the honor to have several other counselors come onto the podcast. And so I always like to get this perspective from directly from the counselor. What is the difference between Christian counseling and secular counseling? And how do we interweave these? What do we do with these two types? If you could answer that, that would be great. Absolutely. So I think one of the main difference of secular counseling and Christian counseling, it's the biblical the biblical component of it, right? Now, as for the secular counselor, all right, the, the main issue is about the theories and the intervention, just my humanistic point of view. Mm -hmm. The Christian, and really, and from a value of the counselor themselves. Now, for the Christian counselor, all right, yes, we deal with some interventions and theories of psychology, but also our, our value system and our standards is embedded in the word of God. And that makes a massive need, difference. Right? Yes, yeah. as to how we need to approach the issues. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And what would you say to someone who is going to a secular counselor that is a Christian? And would your advice be to change to a Christian counselor who shares the same values that we do in the faith? What would be your advice in that area? Right. Um, so that would be a call for the person that going to therapy to make. But what I would say, though, is they want to be careful as to what are some of the recommendations that the, the counselor might be sharing with them that might be inconsistent to the word of God. Mm -hmm. So either the clash of belief or values or morals, then that counselor have to decide, how does that fit with my faith? And if not, then I would need to look for someone that values my faith and my biblical perspective as to what's happening and how I can change that. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair, right? To find someone who shares the same belief as you, who's going to give you advice or put you in the right direction that would please the Lord rather than to build you up as a better person just for the sake of it, right? That makes total sense. Exactly. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Embark on a riveting journey with Megaquake 2024, a chilling fusion of seismic science, biblical prophecies, and historical threads. Brace yourself for the imminent Megaquake, decoding the science and aligning with historical events. Seize your copy on Amazon now. Prepare for the unknown. Are you living to your fullest potential? Do you feel restrained by trauma, shame, fear, or past failures? God desires for you to be set free today. He has a plan and purpose for your life that is far greater than you could ever imagine. Fierce and Free is a must-read guidebook for women who desire to live with purpose and impact. Find your copy by visiting kellymaster.com backslash books. And going a little bit as being a pastor and being a counselor, how do you balance this? Because I bet, I mean, every pastor has some sort of opportunity, I think, to counsel, in my opinion, right? So how do you use this to your advantage and, and help people? 
Right. So, of course, I use some of my, my counseling skills in terms of asking questions and, and trying to explore in a, in a way that, again, so in my come from a spiritual perspective, but I also encourage my folks to really consider, um, based upon what I'm hearing from you, you may need some additional emotional support. So a, a Christian counselor might be helpful in this matter. I think that's that's so great. That's something that's always been really interesting to me is a Christian counselor. Like just this this skill and this gift to help people overcome struggles in using the word of God as your power tool. I mean, that, yes. is, that is unbelievable because we don't want to just be well. We want to be, well, well, let me go back. We don't want to just be well and wounded. We want to be well and thriving and, and succeeding yes. and fulfilling the word that God has for us in our life, right? We want to do those things. And so Absolutely. if we are wounded, if we are, struggling. And so what would you say is the biggest deterrent from that? What causes us to struggle the most? What causes us to stay wounded and not overcome? Um, number one, I think generally, right, Christians, be it pastors or the members, we tend to um, spiritualize every problem. That's one issue. Number two is that the, the idea of professional Christian counseling has not been part of the Christian diet or part of the discipleship growth or, or part of the church program or training. But also another reason I think it is, is because there might be a misconception as to what Christian counseling really is. So you have all these things coming into play as to why Christians may tend to resist that idea, but really it's a, it's a tool that God has given to the body of Christ. Because it's another way in which God can answer our prayers through Christian counseling. The same way God can use a doctor to provide care for our physical concerns. It's the same way God can use a professional Christian counselor to, to help us address our emotional and mental and relational concerns. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I think that's so valuable in our life. And like you said, we should be using this as a tool in the body of Christ. Because we should help our own people, right? Yes. Why send the people to someone else to get healed if we have the tools and the knowledge within the body of Christ? Absolutely. Makes, makes total Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. What do you think, going back to that question of what brings people away from the healing and what's our biggest struggle today in our world? What would you say for men, for women, for young people? So I think one of the things is, eh, um, is, it's about understanding, okay, we are tripartite tripartite beings I will try one we are made up of spirit soul mm -hmm. and body and I think once if every Christian can understand that right so we are not just spiritual beings we are also emotional beings and physical beings and they're all interrelated what impact our spirit impact our soul what impact our soul impacts our body all right so we know the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord we know the soul is what our mind our emotions and our will and then we live in a body our five senses right they mm -hmm. all interact and interrelate one to another now as long as we understand that then we want to say okay if God is able to help us when we pray spiritually and then um the doctor can help us physically then mm -hmm. who helps us? emotionally and mentally and this is where wow. the idea of the christian counselor comes into play so, so many times we don't have anyone God. and we just try to balance it on our own and we're failing yes ultimately yeah yes it makes total sense 
I get it. Yeah, because imagine if you walk through life, because I can remember I was probably 15 or so when I went to a Christian counselor for the first time. And I remember that the counselor just put things in a line and things just made more sense, right? Because when you're 15, you have all these thoughts, you have all these life experiences and you think you got it figured out, which 15, you don't. 35, 40, you don't either. However, they aligned it for me. It helped me make sense of what was going on in my life. And so exactly. that's exactly what you're saying. The doctor helps us, you know, the pastor helps us and the Christian counselor helps yes. us with our emotions. And yes. so I can totally yes. say that that is the truth in my life. I experienced that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Going back to the stigmas of Christian counseling and counseling in general, like we always say, oh, that's that's for somebody else. That's not for me. What would you say to someone today who who's considering counseling or who's denying counseling? What would be your advice to that person today? So my advice would be, okay, the issue that you're having, most likely you have been praying about this for a while. And it seems like nothing is happening, right? And probably, um, is it possible that sometimes people turn their back upon the church or upon God because you know what? I've been praying for this over for years and nothing happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe this God stuff. How about, is it possible that the answer to your prayer is God providing a Christian counselor to help you address your issues? Mm -hmm. So not that God didn't answer your prayer. No, is are you listening to the voice of God? So maybe, you know what? Maybe talking to a Christian counselor will help me with my issue after I have prayed. Yeah. So what do I do after I prayed? Talk to a doctor? Well, mm -hmm. the same thing I can do. After I prayed, I can talk to a Christian counselor and which God can use to help me meet my emotional needs. Yeah. And what services do you offer, Eric? Do you have your own private practice that you're you're working through and you, you focus on marriage counseling or addiction or recovery? What what type of counseling do you focus on? Um well I do many kinds of counseling, but again, um Christian counselors, but also those who are not Christians. So I have a private practice, my own, but I also work in another company doing the same thing as well. I also work in the school system, um, mm. providing mental health services to, to school kids as well. Wow. So I wear a number of hats. And um, again, it's it's beautiful when people can see how they can be helped and the issues can be addressed in a way that bring them a sense of meaning to life and a sense of wholeness and a sense of peace because Counseling is about, is about restoring relationships, addressing issues, right? Um, encouraging people you know, to increase, to improve upon their faith. Mm -hmm. And so it, it just it's, it's just beneficial from every angle. Yeah, and you're definitely doing a great job of explaining that today. The need for us to tap into this arena because we don't just want our emotions to be floating around or trying to connect them ourselves because ultimately we can't. We don't have the understanding that a counselor does, or we don't have the spiritual background that some other counselors may provide or the insights or, hey, go to this scripture. Have you applied this to your life? These different things mm -hmm. are the tools that we can apply for. And as you said, it's this can be the answer to the prayer that we've been asking for. Absolutely. And I think for the church too, I think pastors is something that I think that the church have to be more aware of mm -hmm. and to be part of their, their discussion. And for pastors, I might have one study showed that 44% of pastors are not trained in mental health. So which means the members are impacted by those things are not getting help either. Right? So that you, have, you have churches and pastors and, and churches where people are, are, are living their life daily 
saved but struggling, well but mm -hmm. wounded, and they're living this over and over for years. And, for, and I'm saying we have to get to the point to creating that change and use that tool within the body of Christ because healing and wholeness is available to us today. Yeah. And we have to use the tool. Wonderful. Eric, thank you so much. I feel like we just, we really dove through everything in the last 20 minutes here. And anything else that you want to just share for our audience about the work that you're doing or the things that you have taken away from your time in ministry as well? I'm actually, so I'm actually writing more books as well. As a matter of fact, in three weeks, I have another book coming out. It's called Be Whole, Be Made Whole, The Five Dimensions of Healing. And what I do in that book in three weeks, I'm going to be out is, I address the issues of not just Christian, but in general, because there is spiritual healing, mm -hmm. there is mental healing, there is emotional healing, there is relational healing, and then there is physical healing. And wow. all those in that book, I address those things because the truth is all of us are impacted in some way by those five areas. And so to be made whole is about addressing the issue that confronts us. Is it mental? Is it physical? Is it spiritual? Is it relational? This is what that, that book tells. So again, it's part of what I'm doing as part of my ongoing ministry to the body of Christ. Other than pastoring, I'm really yeah. helping to, to bring this to the forefront of every ministry within the body of Christ to use the gift of the professional Christian counselor who God has gifted to the body for such a time like this. And Saved But Struggling, is this your first book that you've released? Yes, it is my yeah. very first book that, that has been released. Congratulations. Yes. I would say this, Eric, because a lot of people that we have on the show that are authors, I say, look out after book one, it's a floodgate. You're going to release more books. And it sounds like you're already there. You already found that out. So you're releasing a second book here shortly. And so God bless you. I hope that you continue to write books that heal and help the body of Christ because healing is such a valuable thing. Th those five aspects, that's an exciting book. I'm excited to hear more about that one as well. Absolutely. Anything else that you would want us and, to take away? How can we connect with you, Eric? Yes. So, of course, you can get the book on Amazon.com. Mm -hmm. um, that's where it is. Um, and then um, for any other information about my other books coming out, um, you can contact me on www.totaltherapytoday.gmail.com. Mm -hmm. So it's www.totaltherapytoday.gmail.com. So no, so no, my email will be totaltherapytoday at gmail.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Eric. I really appreciate having you on here today. I love when we can get counselors on because this is, again, a field that I'm so intrigued with because they have just the ability to set people free. And I think that that is so yes. necessary in the body of Christ. So I really appreciate your time here today. Hopefully we can have you back on to talk about the second book and the third and the fourth and the fifth book that you're going to be releasing. Uh -huh. I'm confident about it. Sure. If you can end yes. our time with a prayer for our audience, that would be excellent. Amen. Father, we thank you this afternoon because we know, Lord, that you're able to use us for your glory. Doctors and Lord, as you use anyone else in the kingdom, as you use anyone else in our world, you can use Lord professional Christian counseling to help bring healing to the body of Christ. So I pray today by the power of the Spirit for every child of God that are experiencing emotional wounds, mental wounds, physical wounds, that Lord, they will see the gift that you have given to them through the body of Christ and they will seek healing after they have prayed. They will seek divine counsel and receive healing 
By your stripes, we are healed. Thank you for your blessing upon all those that are expressing struggles today and that your power and peace will rest upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher, Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.